0: Alhamdulillahi wakafah. Wa والسلام على ibadihin الذين astafa amma baad. Aulimillahi minash shaitanirajeemi. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wa dhul zahir al-ishmi wa bhaatina. Subhana rabbika rabbi amma isifoon. Wa salamun ala mursaleen wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli anafiruna Muhammad. Wa ala ala siruna wa Alhamdulillah, we'd just like to share with all of our listeners that we are back here in Lahore, and we had a slightly late start to our program tonight, because we just came back, and our dear beloved Shaykh, Hazar Shaykh Zulfiqan Ahmad Naqsham Aliya, is here in Lahore, and he just inaugurated our new Hanukkah in Lahore by the name of Mahad al Isan. So it was a great event for all of us and our friends here today. That Shaykh came, our Hazrat Shaykh he came and he made dua and he gave some words of nasiha. So I thought we would share that with our listeners. One of the major points our Shaykh made today at our gathering was that a person must leave all sins to become the true friend and lover of Allah subhanahu And a lot of people have this problem that they try to do a few sins along the way. Maybe somebody they skip fajr, somebody looks at their mehem, somebody doesn't tell the truth. And we sometimes we think these things are minor, and we instead look at all the good things that Alhamdulillah, only through the tawfiq, garam, fazl, only through the generous grace of Allah that we're able to do, we look at all the things that we are doing and we allow ourselves to cheat a little bit in Islam. Almost like sometimes when people in the West, or I suppose anywhere in the world, when they go on a diet, and sometimes if they feel that they've been so good on their diet, they let themselves cheat a little bit, and they indulge a little bit, which means in terms of the diet they sin, and they break the rules of the diet, but just a little bit, and they think it's okay, because they look at all the time they actually did follow the rules, so a lot of believers have become like that. So when they take that attitude, then they don't actually feel guilty, or they don't feel shame over doing the sin, but they actually think it's okay. But it's not okay. M. Sheikh gave a beautiful example. He says that the second you do a sin, you may think that it's a small indulgence. We may think that nobody will know, nobody will find out. But instantly, Allah ta'ala sets in place an automatic system. And they gave this example that, you know, that when you go to the fancier buildings and hotels of the world, so they have automatic doors. And when you walk anywhere near, there are sensors, and they can detect that you're walking towards the door, and the door automatically slides open. Just like that, or as we said, that when you go near a sin, then the door slides open, and you will feel the heat from the outside. And then if you choose to continue anyway, and go out the door and enter the sin, then Allah Ta'ala sets in this automatic system where somehow, somewhere in our life, unless we make true Tawbah, we will have to face the consequences of our sins. Now, the way we are going to be able to leave sins is by having fear of Allah Ta'ala, but also by having a love for Allah Ta'ala and a desire to obey Him. And this was something our Sheikh, and he stressed very much that we must have a true, deep, loving relationship with Allah. And it's the nature of any person that when you love any being, you want to obey that being. You want to be true to that being. You want to be pleasing to that being. And if you don't have love in a relationship, then you will behave like that person we described in the beginning. What does it mean? They don't love their boss. They don't love what they do. So they'll do their duties, but if they ever get a chance to slack, they'll slack. When the boss isn't around, when the boss isn't looking, they will be lax in their duties. Why? Because they don't love the boss. They don't love their job. But if a person has love and they love what they do, they love their job, they love their boss, then there's no question of them ever being slack or negligent in their duties because this is what they love. So our problem is that because we don't have that deep, loving relationship with Allah SWT, therefore we allow ourselves to sometimes be negligent and slack in what we do. And very often, and again tonight, our shaykh, gave this example, that in Persian and in Urdu language, there are two words, which I will explain in English. One is called qanun and one is called junun and jinun is also in Arabic, and Qanun has also been imported into the Arabic language. Now, Qanun means law, and jinun means passion. So what our sheikhs explained was that a person in any relationship, either that relationship will be based on Qanun or on jinun. It means either it will be a formal relationship, contractual relationship, legalistic relationship, or it will be, that's called Qanun, Or it will be a relationship of love and loyalty and passion. And that type of relationship is called janun. So Ben are gave the example of a husband and wife. So sometimes husband and wife, their relationship is only that of kanun. And that means that they're married in name. But they don't really have deep love for each other. Therefore, they remain married maybe for the sake of the children, maybe to avoid public embarrassment, but they're more like roommates in the house. They're more like co-partners in managing the household and raising the children, but they don't really have a husband-wife relationship of true love, affection, comfort, secund for each other. They don't have that. And if ever there's a chance when everything is done and everything is managed, they don't even want to be with each other. The only thing they want to talk about is the children or managing the house. And if those things are in order, they'd rather be with their own separate circle of friends. Their enjoyment, pleasure, solace, happiness is not derived from each other. They have, you can put it this way, they have a purely functional relationship. Only functional. That's called kanon. And then there's another type of husband and wife that, yes, they are also joint so the children, they're also co-managers of the household, but they also have a love for each other. So the relationship isn't just functional. It's also emotional, passionate, caring, loving, affectionate. They're genuinely close to each other. They miss one another. If they have any chance to be free, they would just like to be with each other. That's called a relationship of the genome. And what happens then when a the person is in the functional relationship of kanon, any time when they are not required to do something, they will be negligent, they will slack. Yes, if it's required, to so required to take care of children, they'll do it. Required to earn money, they'll do it. Required to manage the household, they'll do it. They will only do what is required to the extent required in a relationship of kanon. And any time... It goes beyond that, they will be slack, they will be negligent, they will be careless. But in a relationship of genoon, a person doesn't just do merely what is required when is required. They're often willing to do more because of their love. So just like we give the example of husband-wife, But the husband and wife who are in a relationship of qanun, they only do the bare minimum required in order to maintain the functional relationship. But the husband and wife who are in the relationship of Janoon, they have love and passion for each other. They want to do more for each other. And even when they do more and more for each other, they feel like it's not enough. And they say like that to each other, I wish I could do everything for you. I wish I could be everything for you. I wish I could do more for you. That's your Janoon. So just like that can be our relationship with Allah subhanahu And because many people have unfortunately tragically chosen to have a relationship of kanun with Allah subhanahu means to have a very formalistic, legalistic relationship, that they only do what is required, when it's required, to the extent required, but they don't want to do more. And any chance they get, they will be slack and negligent. They end up in sin. So this is why we have a very large number, very, very, very large number. The same majority of believers who pray fall in this description that they pray five times a day, eh? so they do what's required, but they sin also. They pray, but they lie also. They pray, but they stare also. They pray, but they have longing for non-mehram also. They pray, but they're corrupt unfair in their business practices also. They pray, but maybe they mistreat their spouse also. So what does it mean? Then why are they praying? They're praying because they do have a relationship with Allah Ta'ala, but it's just one of qanun. They're doing it because it's required. So even then you will find in such a person, even their prayer doesn't have a passion in it because they're not praying out of passion. They're not praying out of love. They're not praying out of Junoon They're praying out of qanun means they pray because they have to, as opposed to praying because they want to. They pray because they have to, as opposed to praying because they love to. So it's a difference. So that's the level of the ibadat also. So they do what they have to do to the extent they have to do it. And at other times they cheat. They cheat on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's called khiana, like Allah ta'ala, said in Qur'an that all you believe you should not do khyana with Allah ta'ala, and do not do with the al from sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Do not renege on your pledge of iman. Do not cheat on the commitments that the iman has, the dictates and requirements of that iman over you. Don't cheat on that at all. But know the personal relationship of qanun, only with Allah Ta'ala, they will end up cheating what we were supposed to be, we were supposed to be like those people who had a relationship of jinnun, that we had so much love for Allah Ta'ala, passion for Allah yearning for Allah and it's that love, passion, and yearning that makes a person want to do more. So they pray, yes, but they want their prayer to be better. They want more out of their prayer. They're not happy just praying. They say, no, I want more out of it. I wanted to feel Allah my prayer. I want to feel Zikr in my prayer. I want to feel close to that, my prayer. So this is how they think. I, say, I want more. But if you tell the person, no, oh, no, it's okay, you should be happy, Alhamdulillah, at least you're praying. They say, no, it's not enough. That's how they talk. They say, it's not enough for me that I pray. I want more. So they will go to Sheik, Mashiach. They will seek out the Mashiach. And they will come and they will say, no, I'm the I've been praying for the past X many years of my life. But I want more. I want more. I want to feel more. They said, Alhamdulillah, I have been married and things have been okay, but I want more. I want all the sunnahs of marriage. I want all the sakundah of marriage. They say, you know, I do pay God, but I want more. I want to give sadaqah. I want to give charity. Alhamdulillah, I have been on Hajj, but I want more. I want to spend more time in Uttaba, more time in Masanabui. I want to feel more when I make du'a They said, okay, I do feel something in my prayer, but I want more. I do feel in my dua, but I want more. I do make some zikr, but I want to do more. I do make to but I want more. I do have some knowledge of Qur'an, but I want more. This is called relationship of jinnun. They always want more. So in the relationship of qanun, whenever the person gets a chance, they become slack, negligent, lazy, and then outright they can cheat and violate the rules. In the relationship of jinnun, they're just waiting for any chance where they can do more, say more, learn more, Remember more. They always want more because that's what love wants. Love is that thirst which can never be quenched. Love is a passion that never extinguishes. True love always wants more. And you will find that in the lovers of this world. They always want more. They want to hear more from their beloved. They want to spend more time with their beloved. They want to sit more from their beloved. They want their beloved to call them more. They want their beloved to invite them more. They just want more. They want more time with their beloved. That's the nature of love. So that person who has that relationship with Allah subhanahu that person who has a relationship with Junoon with Allah subhanahu that's what their life becomes. Their whole life becomes about this. I want more. I want more taqwa, more haya, more zikr, more sunnah, more du'as, more feelings. They want more. They want everything and they want it more and they want it better. Why? Because they love Allah SWT. So then what will they want? I want to leave sin more. I want to leave it entirely. Then they get worried. So now I want to leave this envy that I have. Or I want to leave the pride that I have. Or I want to leave this bad feeling that I have about somebody. Okay, you know, Alhamdulillah, I was able to leave that lust for 10 days, but then I slipped. No, I want to be able to leave it more. I want to be able to leave it more. This is how much. This is how much a person wants when they have this relationship of love for Allah So then when a person enters this relationship of love, then they can't think about sinning. They're not tempted. They don't want more dunya. They don't want more women. They don't want more men. They don't want more love. They don't want more fame. No. The word more in their heart is only for Allah indeed. This is something that we have to learn from the Messiah the Oliyaullah, Mashaikh, Siddiqeen of this Ummah, they're the ones who have that heart, that have that love for Allah. They're the ones who have that relationship with Allah. And you will find this, that if anybody comes to this Mashaikh with a sincere Talab, Talab means with a sincere wish and desire that, yes, I need to become better. Even, they don't even think that. Even they just come sincerely, they just come that, yes, okay, this is a gathering of deen. I want to go because it's deen. Somebody invites them, or oh, you come to beyond. It's okay, less. I should go. It's in Masjid, there's Shaykh, they will be talking about deen, so they come. Even if they come with just the most basic intention, even if they say, okay, why not? Even if they say, okay, I have nothing else to do. Even if they say, okay, I have nothing better to do, but they come. What happens in the gatherings of the Messiah is that you end up wanting more. So many times we've observed this, that people come to the gatherings of our Sheikh, and I've observed this literally thousands of times. They come and they sit, and this is what they take away from them. This is the takeaway that they get from the gathering. This is what they walk away from the gathering with. What? A desire that they want more in their deed. They want to become more in deed. They want to have more in their relationship with Allah Ta'ala to come away with this, even in just one gathering. This is an amazing thing. This is what it means that the love for Allah Ta'ala gets shared by putting your heart with the lovers. Love for Allah Ta'ala, again, means that we want more. So when we sit and attend the gatherings and we spend time in the company of the Mashaikh, even when we listen to their words or read their books, the sign that they're having a good impact on us is that we want more. That this is what we come out of the gathering. Oh, I wish I could have more taqwa. I wish I could also pray more taqwa. I wish I did more zikr. I want more. Now, sometimes people ask about this feeling in particular. What does it mean to have a yearning for Allah Ta'ala? And sometimes I'm ashamed to talk about that, that you should want to have that feeling more. And sometimes people find that difficult. So I wanted to explain that also tonight. That having more yearning for Allah Ta'ala, so this is Allah Ta'ala's Qur'an. Man kana that that person who is always yearning to meet their Rabb. And sometimes people, when they hear this, they say, yes, it's a wonderful concept, but I don't know, how can I feel that? It's sometimes people say, I'm too much in awe of Allah Ta'ala to feel that I'm yearning to meet him. Sometimes the person will say, I'm too scared of Allah Ta'ala to say I'm yearning to meet him what does it mean what does it mean for me to have this yearning for Allah so yes you're right a person would be right that yes in the beginning you may not be able to feel that way but who am I to meet Allah how can I yearn for that meeting so you have to go gradually this is also something our Mashaic to help us with this path of saluk is the path that trains us and teaches us how to feel the feelings that brings us gradually to those feelings so the first feeling is you see the target feeling is to yearn for Allah tala more, to have more yearning for Allah Ta'ala on your heart. But the first step will be that to we can't many of us may not be able to have this directly. So the first thing is that if you say that you know, I don't know how to feel this yearning for Allah tala more, so we say, Okay, in Beshaid the way they explain is so that you must have Yearning for more feelings. In other words, you should have a yearning that, I wish I had more love for Allah. I wish I had more zikr of Allah. Or oh, I wish I had more tawakkul trust, reliance on Allah, in my heart. Or oh, I wish I had more summer. I wish I had more shukkur, thankfulness to Allah. Ta'ala. I wish I had more fear of Allah. Ta'ala. So the first yearning will be to yearn for the feelings for Allah. Ta'ala. To yearn for the feelings that we should have. That a person can easily do that within reach. Everybody can understand that if somebody says, I don't understand what it means that I have to yearn for Allah But if I said, okay, you need to have a yearning, yearning means a desire, a wish in your heart that you would get more love for Allah. You should have a desire in your heart that you get more fear of Allah Ta'ala. A person can understand that. Then there's a second level, that once we have these greater desires, we have to do more a'mal. The actions should fit and be according to the feelings that are in the heart. So we should want to do More good deeds. This is another type of yearning. It means, for example, I yearn to pray the hadj. I yearn to remember to make Muslim duas. I yearn to feel the feelings for Allah in salah. I yearn for du'a. A person who can say that—that means they yearn for the actions that are related to the feelings. So first is to have a yearning for the feeling. Has so much yearning for the feeling you yeah. have a yearning for action, amal. which amal, the amal that come from the feelings, then if you have a yearning for that, then you actually get those amal. Then if a person has the feelings and has the actions that relate with the feelings, then they will be able to have this feeling, I have more yearning for Allah Ta'ala. For example, yearning for one feeling is to, I have this wish, I wish I had more love for Allah Tana. Yearning for an action of love is, I wish I prayed more times so, with, so if a person can do these two things successfully, means they get more love for Allah Ta'ala, and they pray more Tanjad, then these two things will lead them to have more yearning for Allah Ta'ala himself. Especially the way Allah Ta'ala described in Quran, man means that person is always yearning to meet their love. So who's going to want to have this feeling in their heart that I want to meet Allah ta'ala? Only that person has already gone through the first two stages of yearning that they've already yearned for love for Allah Ta'ala and then they got it. And then they had a yearning that they wanted to share that love, do amal on that love, practice that love, and they did so. Then they will be able to reach this third stage that they have this yearning for Allah Ta'ala Himself. So Allah Ta'ala gives us always the goal, the target, the objective in Qur'an. And the Mishaykh are the ones, that's why they're called Murshid. They guide us on how to ultimately reach and attain That goal and objective that Allah has mentioned in Quran. Alhamdulillah, this path of tas, we're so lucky that those of us who are connected to our Mashay, we get that type of guidance, we get that inspiration, we get to hear those bounce or be part of those gatherings where we also get a yearning for more. More feelings from Allah, more amal, more actions based on those feelings then will, all of that will lead to more yearning for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. More yearning for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why, alhamdulillah, our Mashaif have always had this tradition, and Allah subhanahu us tonight here in Lahore to begin that another chain in that tradition, which is to establish places called hanka. Hanka means places and masjid, that, those masjid that were specifically focused on, on bringing about a spiritual revival in the hearts of people, those Masada that were teaching the zikr of Allah to people, those Masada that were spreading iqtabai sunnah amongst the people. So, alhamdulillah, we have great hope that Allah will accept our journey from today and Allah will enable us and bless us to make a masjid khanqa da'lum here and we have great hope that many of the listeners in South Africa and other countries would come and join us and spend time with us and visit us, because the more and more this world is going towards times of fitna, and you will find that we live in an age of fitna and facade, an age of fiqh and fudur. We're living in a time when there are so many types of evil, so many types of sharr, that sometimes it gets difficult to try to stamp it out. But then Allah, Allah made another way in our deed. But okay, you cannot wipe out shell entirely, and what you can do is bring more khair, create more khair, spread more khair, bring more goodness. And this is what the the shaykh they do. If they take that the new, the spiritual light of the love for Allah Ta'ala they have in their heart, and they try to spread it amongst the people. They try to make and Khanka, they can institutionally spread it amongst the people. So this is the great karam and the from Allah Ta'ala on us and all the listeners of our program that Allah Ta'ala connected us to, our great Masha'i, and it enabled us to learn these new ways and new forms and new technologies to learn all of the basics of our tajqiyah, our spiritual purification development, to get together like we do here every week on the radio. It's like our online cyber radio, Hanka where we talk about Allah Ta'ala, talk about getting closer to Allah Ta'ala, and this is the type of relationships we need. These are the relationships we need. But who and where are those people who are going to bring me closer to Allah who are going to remind me about Allah SWT, who are going to remind me to remember Allah SWT, that in their company or by listening to their words or reading their books, my heart also feels a yearning, a yearning to have more feelings and a yearning to do more actions. And ultimately, I will also get more of a yearning for Allah SWT. May Allah accept all of us for this path. May he make each and every one of us from his Al arifin, from those who remember him, Subhanahu wa Ta'ala abundantly, and further to make us amongst those who love Allah ta'ala, abundantly, those who know Allah ta'ala abundantly. May he surround each and every one of our lives with with his zikr, with his karam and with his fuzzle. And tonight I'm making a duaa inshallah. SubhanAllah yeah, Rabbil Allah wa hava Allah wa sallam ya Allah hafiruna Muhammad wa ala ala hafiruna Muhammad wa mubarak wa sallam Rabbana wa illa lana wa tahamna lana koonanna minal khosireen. Rabbil fir wa alhamwa anta khayru al Ya Allah ya Rabbi Karim, you are most kind and generous loving Rabb. Ya Allah, we are not even worthy that in our heart then we should have any feelings for you, but it is your Quran, your Fazl, Ya Allah, that you selected our hearts for the feelings of Iman. Then you asked our hearts, once we took Iman, to have the feeling of love, feeling of tawakkul feelings of Sabr, sukur Inaba, Raghbah. Ya Allah, we ask that you put all of the feelings of Quran in our heart, all the feelings of the Sunnah in our heart, all the feelings that you put in the heart of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, put all of those same feelings in our hearts, Ya Allah. Make us the true Ummati of our beloved Nabi be Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Lullah and may ask that you grant us the Amal of muhabba, the actions of love, the actions of Shukar. Ya in Bakri, may ask that you make us passionate in our Deen, steadfast in Deen, striving in Deen. Make us fall in love with Deen. Ya and Bakrien, that there be nothing more beloved to us in this world than you and Nabi Akriam Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and this Deen and any and all who are attached to Deen any and all work of being, any and all people of being, heaven be cream, let them become our beloveds, heaven be cream, unite us on this love, raise us on the day of judgment amongst such love, the Lord be cream, God bless you to protect us from all the sins that we ever did, God protect us from the sins of the night, protect us from the sins of the day, protect us from the sins that we do alone, protect us from the sins that we do with others, Every sin that we have done up till now, Y ask that you send your calm and look for us, your perfect forgiveness on us and Ya especially Ya Allah, we ask that you take out from our heart all the false yearnings, the false emotions, the false feelings. that and fill our and all of the feelings for creation. and Yahweh, we ask that you fill our heart with the true feelings for you, but the longing for you, yearning for you, break all of our love for you. Ya الله Alaihi Wasallam, Ya Allahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya Allahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya Allahu